Oh you welcome to Chumming Up. I'm Squirly. Uh, with me today, we have my on again, off again uh, co-host Lee Mitchell. Happy to be here, Squirly. Always good. Yeah, you got to learn to quit me, mate. I'll only break your heart. <laughs> you, you excited about today's podcast, tonight's podcast? Oh, this one's going to be a podcast. cracker. It's going to be good. Very, very good, yep. I'm excited because uh, we got some world-class fishermen here. Uh, they, they just won the heavy tackle tournament. They've done massive shit making ripples all across the world in the form of bill fishing. Uh, we have Wes Jones and the man himself, Eddie Big Biscuits Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, boys. How you going, mate? Yeah, good, Thank mate. Thank you, mate. You, you still up and about from the win on the weekend? Yeah. Feeling yeah. a bit better than yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, boys went a little bit harder than I did, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, you, you kept it tight? Yeah. No, we had a few beers on the boat, you know, but, um, yeah, you got too much talking. Not enough drinking. <laughs> That's not too bad. So uh, for, for everyone out there, uh, you did just win uh, the heavy tackle tournament in Exmouth. Uh, is, how many of those have you won in the past? Is that? Uh, it's three now, I think. I'm pretty sure. Just three? three? Yeah. That'll do. That'll uh, do. <laughs> came down to the wire. Um, obviously, you didn't win the major prize of the uh, lure raffle. I think <laughs> Pussy Galore took that out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you were able to settle for the win. Yeah, no, no, it was very good. And, um, yeah, it was, like you said, down to the wire there. That last uh, 15, 20 minutes was, yeah, they've been fish called in every yeah. day on the last 15 minutes. And, you know, Kath come across the radio saying, you know, 15 minutes, line's out, calling you hooked up. And the radio was silent. And then it was just like... Stay silent. <laughs> Stop the clock. Because yeah. you um, pretty much led from start to finish. You called in the first marlin, didn't you? Yeah, first marlin. First marlin, first day, three-day comp. Yeah, so it was first marlin, day one, and first marlin, day two. Yep. And then um, day three, it took us a little while to get our shit together. Yeah. We're <laughs> running out of puff. Yeah. Not yeah. enough biscuits on the boat. <laughs> Um, yeah, when, I was getting I was getting slow in the in the brisket barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did you just catch that? You've only caught one fish on the last day. What yeah. what time was that? I don't quite. Oh, I think it was about oh, I think about two o'clock. Some, somewhere yeah. around two o'clock in the afternoon. You know, we'd, yeah, yeah. We'd missed a fish in fish in the morning. It's pretty unlucky fish come up and ate us on a mid turn and tight turn on bait and yeah, came out of sort of nowhere. Yeah, righto. Well, I think I can speak for everyone that no one else on any other boat was disappointed to not hear anything until 2 o'clock. <laughs> but, but we were all pretty confident it wasn't It was one of those it. fish that you stick your finger up as it jumps off. You're like, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so how many fish did you end up for the three days? Uh, blue marlin, black marlin? Yeah, we ended up with uh, eight, uh, yeah, eight fish over... So total, uh, two blacks and six blues. So yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it was it was good. Um, we had a that day too. We had a we had a we, we released a slam. We had a we had a strike on the leader. It turned itself inside out, and 
pulled a magic trick and fell off before anyone could stick a tag in it. But yeah, uh, okay. Well, so yeah. That was that was that was good to get a slam, but yeah, it didn't count for the tournament. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we yeah. we had the same thing except uh, my skipper didn't say unlucky. He just said your fault, Squirrely. You fucking. That's because it cost us the fish. It cost us the tournament. Screaming at you, don't fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew how the tournament was going to go after our first fish. I was not the angler, and we, we got a double on. So I j- just asked Leewald to pass me the gimbal. He's like, why the fuck haven't you got the gimbal on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, no matter what happens for me, it's my fault. So <laughs> That's what you get as a crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so like you were saying, you've won uh, three heavy tackle tournaments. Uh, how many game axes, the major tournament here? Um, so, yeah, there's, there's – um, I think it's now four or five and – Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's unreal. We've, we've had Marlon, yeah. Um, Josh got us this year for overall, but we yeah we end up we took out the the Marlin section, which was pretty good. I think it's five in a row on Marlin and four overall. Shit. So yeah, yeah. nah, very very happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, um, we had uh, the two people that fished on your boat. In this comp and your friends, uh, Lee Freestone and Haley Dello on the podcast before. Yep. And sort of Lee gave us uh, a brief history of uh, how you got into marlin fishing and that pretty much just said, you know, I made Eddie Lawler who he is today. Yeah, yeah, I, I did hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't think he gave you credit for Eddie. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I just pushed him. <laughs> but yeah, um, let him run with it. It makes him feel good. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I was here uh, in the town when you moved to town, but yep. I was drunk through most of that period. So <laughs> can, can you sort of run us through, like, just a brief – how everything came, came together because I reckon it's yeah it, it's pretty um, fascinating. So before obviously before we were here, um, both me and the missus we met in Darwin and then I, I'd never seen WA and I'd heard a lot about it and wanted to see it and um, I'd fished pretty much everywhere else but around Aussie I just really wanted to see WA and fish fish it and we're in Darwin and then we're like well let's do you know. 12 months or more, put no time on it, just start at the bottom and just go around and fish out. You know, for me it was fish and do some surfing and that as well. Away um, around, we started in Albany and then, yeah, that lasted about eight months and I was like, I'm over this joint and it's freezing cold and <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. wants to eat you down there. So it was <laughs> like, and, and everyone was like, how good Exmouth is. It was like, so we just literally just steamrolled straight here. Sib got a job in the hospital straight away and, and then yeah, rolled up here with a had a four point two metre tinny. And, um, yeah, I'd heard <laughs> with a fifty horsepower on it. Or nah, I'll put that on later. Oh, <laughs> a, a little twenty. I think it had a twenty two banger on it or something that had oh. survived four cyclones. And <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, it, it X high tinny. You know, it was it was absolutely flogged. But um, yeah, and you know, guys were saying they catch sailfish and GTs and stuff. I'm like, this joint can't be that. You know that good you know to be able to do that and and uh yeah came and yeah i caught i caught sailfish out of me my tinny and caught gts and sort of had a look it was like 
Yeah, I was always had the plan to go back sort of to Darwin and do something there. You know, that was where I was guiding. But um, I'm like, this place is untapped and there was no one doing it. So it was like, you know, caught sailfish, black marlin, GTs and stuff out of my tinny. I'm like, how good this be with a proper sports fishing boat? Yeah. And that's sort of where it went from there. Where it, it was kicked off. Like, yeah. yeah. And then like uh, when you went out by yourself, because you worked, worked on a few different boats yeah, before you went yeah, out so by yourself. Drove, drove a couple of bottom fishing things here for a couple of guys and um, worked in the tackle shop with Gatesy and, and that there. And, um, yeah, just see that, you know, we were bottom fishing and that. And, yeah, out there it's like, oh, we'll troll a couple of lures on the way out and catch, and, catch a tuna or something, bang, catch a sailfish, catch a black <laughs> marlin, and then, you know, the guys are bottom fishing away catching that. And yeah. It's like, this place is pretty un... Yeah, I, th- I think that for the way of, for sports fishing, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think I've caught uh, three or four marlin on handline from the from the bottom, just bottom fishing yeah. and just just yeah. pulling them up. And like, I, I remember two of them and a sailfish was from the same spot within yeah. three weeks. Yeah, and, I don't know. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. When you when you catch them off the bottom, they're thick. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few around. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're following stuff up, so it's um, but yeah, certainly sort of saw a bit of potential there in that side of things, and no one was really tapping yeah into it that sports that fishing part. side of things, you yeah. Know, so and then when when you started peak like that first year, yeah. was was there any time where you were like, fuck, this might not work? Or oh was yeah, it? for the, yeah, I was, I was shitting myself the whole thing, you know, buy a boat, and you know, I'd already stretched it out to you know the boats what she told me I could get and what I wanted, you know, and then I, I did step foot on that container. I drove it three times, you know, I'm like, and I'm like, that's, that's the boat. Like that's, that's the thing to do what I want to do there to fish it properly. She's, yeah, she was a, you're not getting it. It was <laughs> too, too fucking expensive. So, yeah. but yeah, no, we ended up making it work and um, yeah, got it all. And it, and it took a while, you know, it, it, with survey and all the all the shit, you know, it was sort of the boat arrived and everything was there, and I still couldn't fish, you know. It was like yeah, but um, yeah, got it all sorted and got it done, and it was uh, haven't looked back. Yeah, because so. I think uh, me and Lee Wald have, were actually talking about it on the boat the other day. How many uh, boats start up here and like similar idea, they get two years in, yeah, and then that's it, and then yeah. they're replaced by another mob. Sort of thing. So, I mean, for you to start that, like, obviously a lot of people in town would have been looking, you know, similar yeah, yeah. way. No, for sure. And then, and then now to be, well, pretty well worldwide. I think it's, yeah, it's 12 years or something now, yeah. um, going on 12 years, and it's, oh, I don't know anything else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fishing, but, you, but, you know. You wouldn't it's, have dreamt, it's, dreamt to be nah, like No, no, I, ne- I never, ever thought, you know, I'd be, I'd be looking at, down the track looking at getting a game. I always dreamt of even being on a game boat, you know, let alone having a game boat, you know. But, um, yeah, looking down, yeah, looking, I, I never thought that, yeah, I'd have a 36 Blackwatch sitting around there and be able to go and do what we do, you know. Yeah, just, like um, people say your nickname Biscuits and everyone knows. I think that's going away. <laughs> it's stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> but I think as well, um, 
that's interesting. Even I was here when you when you turned up like Squirrelly was, and um, it's interesting even to hear it like he's saying like that. You know how much work's gone into it. You know because now everything looks glamorous. What you guys both do, and and you know I know, but I don't know if everyone knows. You know, obviously Eddie yourself, you've been to Cape Verde and Cairns, and you know you guys have. And, and Wes has been to Hawaii and Cairns that I know of, let alone what else she's haven't done, you know. You yeah, said, yeah. It's, it's not, you know, it is glamorous because it's what you love, but it doesn't just happen, you know. You guys have fished with the world's best, in the world's best locations, and you've both come back to here and just go, well, why do we want to go to those joints? This joint's as good, if not better as well. And then you guys have arguably put it on the map, especially for Blue Marlin. Yeah, for all of that as well, you know. Like, There's one explanation for that, and that's just, this joint fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that that was uh, me. My next question was uh, obviously today. I just went onto the uh, Peak Sport Fishing website, which is pretty flash, <laughs> and, and I, I read read your story about how uh, you became, you know, part of the crew sort of thing. Like, can you can you sort of run us? through that in a way of how, how it happened because you um yeah it's a funny one like i i had some mates that wanted to come here fishing and being from south australia like it was always like you always just dreamt of mulling like being in south australia you never you never had the opportunity for it um and for me it was just we had some pretty good fishing at home for what we had at home but it was always the one goal of like uh, it sounds weird and you can't really say it for South Australia, but the one goal was big marlin. Like that's from when I was, I can remember from when I was young, that's that's what I loved. Like yeah. I didn't have it, but I was going to strive and push as hard as I could to get there. Yeah. Um, but originally I came here fishing. I had some guys, um, some mates at home that wanted to come here fishing and that sort of stuff. And we actually went GT fishing the first time and they weren't that keen on marlin fishing, but we all wanted to catch a good GT and we, we started fishing with Ed and then, Ed and I obviously become good mates and yeah, the the ball started rolling from there and went to Cairns and then Ed's like, I need a crewman. Yeah. And that's that's just where it took off. And then, yeah, he pretty much wrecked me for life. So <laughs> I caught me first one with him. If I had me way, I'd probably catch me last one with him too. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I mean, so, some of the fish you guys have got, like uh, I'd probably know uh, a quarter of the the real good ones, but – Obviously, the biggest one that you're known for, at least here, um, if not everywhere else, is the thousand pound uh, blue marlin, the first one caught in Australia, uh, off your boat. Like I, I know we were chasing it. Uh, they had the big comp for ten thousand dollars for two years for anything over five hundred pound, uh, but like. It probably wouldn't have done it justice if if you didn't catch it. To be to be honest, but Definitely. how was that moment like leading leading up to it and then catching that sort of thing? Yeah, it was um, a, a, a a shitload of of time. You know, it was for us. It, you know, I say to Riley and that all the time. It's just you know we'll get we'll get our shot. We've got to just keep working working through the the fish you know that they're here they swim past and it's it is looking for a needle in a haystack those big blue marlin but more time you spend out there and just on that that, back and forth they don't grow on trees 
Yeah, they're just yeah. <laughs> um, they're, they're pretty yeah, special. You need to be in the right spot, the right time. Every, everything, it, it, a few things do need to line up. But you know, the the thing that I can do to put myself in the position to is obviously we do what we do charter wise. But I fish every possible day off I can get. If there is blue marlin out there, I want to be out there fishing them. The only thing that stops me is a service, or you know unfishable weather you know that's yeah just want to be out there pulling shit around to to catch them you know it's like they're here for four or five months of the year and they've got to get through the rest of the year doing a bit of bottom fishing and a bit of this <laughs> and a bit of that but when it comes to this time of year it's 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 blue just, mile. just want to be doing that as much as we can that's why you burn the candle at both ends this time of year yeah <laughs> and, and i think it definitely shows you know like um you, you know, you're fishing 10 to 12 hours a day fishing and, you know, that, like saying the glamorous side, I see is out there, I, you know, I got to run on the boat yesterday, but then it's obviously, you know, 16-hour days or whatever because yeah. every crimp, every little piece of line is checked and double-checked and double-checked and there's a lot of those little 1%. There's, like, lots of them. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, I think, where particularly you guys stand out in the field is nothing is skipped. You can see it. The prep's insane. Everything's immaculate, you know? She'll be right isn't an option. Perfection's the only option. Yeah. Yep. Fuck. This is more of a love fest than what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no shit. The whole cop. The whole cop, we were not saying these nice things about you. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 they yeah. call it a fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that biscuit, eh? <laughs> but... Uh, the the one thing I want to know is you come across like uh, you you laugh a lot, uh, fairly jovial sort of fella. Um, I, I've never fished with you or, or seen you fish, but every skipper I've fished with or when I've been a skipper, and you know that big fish is on or that moment's there, you know the tension builds. You know, like when you had that thousand pound and you knew it was. You know, like a big fish. Yeah. Did was it tense on the boat? Was there the whole fuck? Let's not lose this, boys. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was, yeah, pert, shaking from head to toe with it. With, you know, it, yeah, for sure. But there's a hell of a lot more yelling coming out of Liam Haley um, <laughs> than, than Wes and myself. But. Um, yeah, I think that's how Freestone to shut up at one point. That <laughs> <laughs> was it's, it's all um, good now. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's, yeah, it's, it's all it's, good it's, if you catch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. But no, nah, nah, certainly there's not too much. More of the boys are probably just gathering. You know, when we get a fish up left or right or on the tees or whatever is is, is a size or what it is to to throw at, which is yeah, I I did learn. Yeah, the hard way from yelling, it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. You know, I do, I do yell when we – I probably yell more when I lose a 200-pounder from something that, you know, you know you should have done or driven the boat there or, uh, you know, something's happened. You know, I get more frustrated with that than than um, than just missing a big one from something that the fish has done or, or it's, you know, it's, it's just on to the next. But, yeah, you know, it, it does, yeah. 
Yelling doesn't really help. <laughs> it's hard, hard oh, not it's to- worth a crack. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still practicing at the yelling, so I haven't perfected it yet. I've yeah. gone the other way. Yeah, just yeah. got to lift me game just up. That, little- yeah. Don't get me. Don't get him wrong. There's some things that I would never think of being someone's vocabulary, but <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Nah, it does. Especially if you're on a shit run, a few things get more said at the fish than anything. Oh, um, yeah. I don't. I don't throw anything at the boys or anything. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't got to that stage yet. What do, what do we do wrong? No, nah, nothing. Not you. That fucking thing jumping away. Yeah. I, I, I've been known to cartwheel a handline back when I was bottom fishing in the sharks where I just handline spared it. Like, start up the boat. We're moving. <laughs> so attention. That, that was uh, – the, the next thing was uh, you, you talked about, like, catching the 1,000-pounder and all, all the stuff you'd done before. What, yeah, what I found interesting was that didn't change afterwards. Like, I, like for me, if I'd been in the same situation, caught the 1,000-pounder, like, which uh, was a massive thing for the WA coast. Like, uh, everyone had been waiting on it, like, the... The talk about it had started when I was, uh, or like that I heard, was back when I was a decky, like starting at 17. So you're looking, fuck, 17 years ago type shit. And there was talk of 1,000 pounders then. And then the 1,000 pounder gets caught. It's your boat. Like your name's pretty much just solid, done. And then, I don't know, since, since then... You know, you've got a day off, you still fish. Yeah. Weather's yeah. fucking 20 knots. We're like, now nah, we'll sit at home and eat pies. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds you, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you got the oven for the yeah. boat. Now we go out yeah, and eat yeah, pies. But what's that motivation now? Like, is it to just stay the best or is it you've got – the fish that you're chasing? Oh, I, I think, yeah, you, you, I bounce off Wes as well as much as he bounced off me, you know. It's just, yeah, catch another one, you know. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it, it, it's, they're the best things ever. There's, there's nothing that I've come across. There's plenty of stuff swimming around out there that, you know, I go trout fishing in New Zealand, but there's blue marlin. There's not, there is nothing on this planet that comes close to them. They're, Period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's you like know, um, I obviously uh, went out with you guys yesterday and that's what was interesting talking to Wes about um, large black marlin as well after, like, for everyone out there in the heavy tackle tournament, there was a, a boat in the tournament who's really well known for catching uh, marlin on the West Coast, Scott McGowan on the wench, and he fought a black marlin for eight hours and never landed it and... Me and Wes were saying, you know, like Wes was telling me that that's a large goal as well, you know. There's, yeah. There's also that that has never been done on the West Coast either. Yeah. It's pretty special out of one port. If, Like there's only very few places in the world and Exmouth has a huge potential for it in our point of view and definitely my point of view that you can weigh two over the mark of either species. Like there's yeah. very few places in the world that can say they can have that capability to do, and this joint's one of them. Yeah, that oh, yeah, that's pretty awesome, you know. Yeah. Even just when you guys are talking about that, you know. Mm. Well, I mean, you, you have all talked about what you did yesterday without actually talking about it. Yeah. Um, that that was one thing uh, I, I find interesting. 
just uh, sort of being on the outside of game fishing clubs and groups of people and stuff like that. Yesterday you took a spear fishing charter to yep. spear a blue marlin. You had Mike Kane from Spear West who uh, speared one. Yep. Like, well, obviously there's like a fairly big split yeah, in people that yeah. game fish on. Like, yeah. is that something where you just, you um, want to say that? you? Like, to be honest, the start of it, like spear fishing for, for marlin was – you know, I, I didn't know a lot about it. And then actually first time I'd done any of it was with Lee and um, and seeing what the boys do and the way they, you know, you, 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 you're baiting, you're baiting and switching them a human. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then they shoot it. Um, but it's, yeah, it, and then they, they got to swim for it, do it. You know, it's... Um, it's it's it is something very cool to see go down and something that I had very little, you yeah. Know, I didn't know anything about it until I saw it and since seeing it go down, it's it it is fucking. It's pretty really pretty cool. cool. Let alone I haven't even seen the side of what those boys get to see. Yeah, subsurface, which I think would be, yeah, we froth on seeing stuff come on a dredge on a tow can, like jumping in and seeing that thing that's trying to kill something, and yeah, you know, you're in there with it is. Would be unbelievable. Yeah, Watch this so. space he's getting in. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to say that. <laughs> Buddy, because uh, dur- during the comp, someone caught a Mako. That would be always in my mind. I, I haven't, I've been on the boat when someone's gone in. F- oh, there were two ma- Makos caught. Two Makos caught, yeah. yeah. There you go. Like, that would be in my thought if I was jump- jumping in. Like I'd I'd want someone fairly decent spot. <laughs> like, yeah, go Mako. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funny you say that because um, Mike shot the blue marlin yesterday, and I jumped in just to be there and help in case anything went wrong or whatever, you know, just to watch. And uh, we had a silky shark come in right near the end. We ended up with two there, and I'd totally forgot the Mako thing and. When the silky come in, I was like, that's right, there's sharks around here. And I was doing the old look over my shoulder thing too. I was like, oh, that's right. We're out in a thousand metres of water here. Yeah. <laughs> do, yeah. do you eat much marlin? Like when yeah. you – Because yeah. it, it, it's such a weird thing because I didn't eat them for ages and then these South African guys that um, accidentally killed one in Gamex, did them up, handed yeah. them out. It's literally my favourite eating fish. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think a lot of people find them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't eat a lot of it, um, but yeah, snipes is right into them. Wes is into them. I think the whole hysteria thing is everyone just thinks they're big, so you got to let them go. Like people are happy to go and kill a bottom fish. Yeah. But like a striped marlin that's say forty kilo is way younger than someone having to kill a six kilo red emperor. Like, yeah. there shouldn't be. In my mind, I know everyone's got their own opinion, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but there's there's no reason why someone should criticise someone for having to kill a marlin. Yeah. In, well, in my point of view. Well, it's an interesting um, thing. Like we, we've talked about on here, uh, I think they aged the oldest reef fish recently that they have. Mm. Was 80 or 60? 81, I think. A- 81 years old sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and yet, like, you could dive down, spear that, put it on your Facebook page, you're not going to get anything other than congratulations. But if you kill a marlin, which is a fast-growing fish 
there's very little, very few ways to catch a marlin. There's no, like, mostly uh, the biggest worry for them fishing was long lining. Yeah. And there's none on the WA coast. There's or, two boats left. Yeah, very but it's little. minimal. Like, um, yeah, I think it's like. I think it's been proven the commercial side of it's pretty sustainable. Yeah. And I think these boys would agree that numbers from what you guys would have seen, I wouldn't have, say, changed much. So. No, no. Yeah. No. See, see, I have, like, very little interest in killing any, but I'm prepared to kill any. And I don't, I don't understand anyone who goes fishing or anything else like that if you're not prepared to kill the fish, I don't understand why you would. Yeah, you would go because some of them and might not make it. It's the old, it's the old argument, isn't it? Like you're prepared to go around. Say, say for instance, in a game fishing scenario where there is a bit of divided interest about whether you should kill them or tag them, you're happy to chase the thing around for an hour and then stick a hole in it with a bit of plastic and torture it, or you're happy to actually kill it. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah, and I think that's a funny thing I get to see a lot of because A, I'm a commercial fisherman, B, Dog. spear fisherman, and then C, game fisherman. And there's always, you always see, yeah. particularly spear fishing and then sports fishing, you know, the sports fishing, they're not actually killing them, so the resource is still there, which is good. But then spear fishing, what you're doing is providing food the, where game fishing is, you know, like you said, torturing an animal for fun. So, like, well, you know, potentially, don't get me wrong on that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just... But oh, not, every, you know, as much as we do everything, you know, we catch them fast. Yeah. And do everything possible to to get them in the best condition. That, that is what... Let them go, you know, but there yeah. is a percentage that you hook in the eye and bits and bits. I had some guys that fished with me last year... We caught a striped marlin about 60 kilos. It was hooked in the eye. And I said to the guys, I'm like, that thing will eat really well. And they'd just been talking to me on the bridge about smoking meats and bits and pieces. I said, you ever smoked a marlin? No. They took that thing home and within four days I had text messages, we're killing them next year. (laughs) They're like, that's the best smoked fish we've we've done, you know. And and, um, I haven't had... Yeah, we eat at sashimi, you know, and, and pers- I can't, you know, I, I eat anything, but it's, um, <laughs> I can't tell the difference between yellowfin and a, and a, and a good, st- and a striped marlin. I can, yeah, it's, and it's as good as anything. That's a Even funny, sashimi, like that's a funny thing in Australia after being to New Zealand, like you said, with going trout fishing there, I had smoked striped marlin there. Yeah. And then, and it was beautiful, it was absolutely beautiful. And over there, it's all about, Utilizing that, they you know yeah. they kill lots of marlin and eat them, and the, and it's considered a good thing. Yeah. And even as far as go in my shop, probably twice a year, I would have different New Zealanders that are up here on holidays fishing that are probably going with yourself or other charter operators or whatever, and they'll come into the shop and they'll go, "You got a smoker in here?" And I'll go, "Yep." And they go, "Great." When we go fishing, can we bring the fish in? And I'll go, "No, I'm not actually allowed to do that." Yeah, but they they're already interested in doing that before they yeah, even leave yeah. the port you know well, and new zealand's got them all set up they've got smoke out you take your fish there they deal with it smoke it pack it and everything you end up walking out with a two boxes and your fish is already all done you know a week later or wh- however long it is that it takes and um they got 
you know, as much cheese and biscuit, smoked marlin that they can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's what they want from me when they come into the shop. Yeah. They think I can provide that service, which, yeah. are, which we can't here in WA through you, legislation. Yeah, you but. probably would have been up to like 15, 20 years ago sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely, right. yeah. But it's just interesting that, you know, like yeah. they, before they're even gone, they want to they eat it, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I did see uh, today... I, I don't know, I'm assuming you guys all know about it, about the EGFC uh, introducing that competition for Broadbill? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. So is that something that, like, because you're, you're obviously going to start getting charter interest for it or more? You, is that something you expect or? Um, oh, yeah, it's... I'm I'm the worst person to be talking to about swordfish. Like, I went first time ever. Yeah. Went night fishing, caught one, thought I was an absolute hero. These things are a piece of piss. (laughs) (laughs) Done another 17 nights, haven't even been close to catching one. So, Wes, on the other hand, he's he's, he's the one to be talking to about swordfish. So, yeah. Is that like it? Have you been a part of the decisions on that, or no, nothing? To, nothing to do with the comp. It's it's certainly on the radar. Like Leroy and I were talking about it yesterday. Like the potential of this joint's really good. I go to Tassie. <clears throat> excuse me. I got some mates that, that there. I go fish with them every year, and um, this joint, like it's it's it has the potential. And um, yeah, haven't been a part of any decisions to do with the comp, but yeah. it's certainly on the radar to give it a red-hot crack, I'll tell you that right now. So. Yeah. And you've caught a couple of big ones in Tassie, Wes. Yeah, yeah, I've caught some nice fish in Tassie. Um, I guess you could say it's always good to say you've released one, but we had one on the leader that was a really nice fish, something similar to the club that well, it's, that's down the club now, around that 500-pound mark, and weighed, a couple, uh, weighed one over 400 and a few around that that high 300, so nothing extremely huge, um, but it's like marlin fishing. You're always, you always dream of that giant. So. Yeah. So yeah. You, you've caught a few here as well. Um, we, we've had a fair old crack. Um, we think we've had a couple of bites. It's always easy to say when it's 500 metres down when you can't yeah. see it, you've had a bite. It's like it's that mystery bite we were talking about. Yeah, the old mystery bite. <laughs> but, we had um, a few of them sword fishing too. Yeah. Was it, yeah. Was it last year we stole one off a of Mako? Yeah, yeah. So we, we came, <laughs> oh, that's right. We, yeah, we came back and Go Ed goes, oh, I can see a kill slick. And I said, oh, what is it? And he goes, I don't know, but we're coming up on it. And he goes, it's a sword. Oh, oh shit. Well, you ain't having that, you Poxy Mako. So we come up on it and I gaffed it and um, pulled it over and it's actually still twitching when I put it on deck. So, so you gaffed the broadbill out of the Mako's mouth? Yeah, bugger him. He ain't having that. <laughs> <laughs> he don't deserve that. And then we tried to hook the Mako. We got the Mako on, but we lost it. But um, It would have taken that too. We, <laughs> we probably had, yeah, by the time he'd done with it, we probably had at least 70 kilos of fresh salt on the deck. So that was, that was a little one for the diary and the... Yeah. Where they are, so it's um, it's it's it's. I think it's going to be like any fishing. It's something you're going to have to put time into, and and um, like we were talking about with that, the one percent of things is that that's the thing for us. Well, for me as a crew, for Ed, it's it's the one percenters is what makes a hundred. If if you're not willing to put in all those one percenters, then don't even worry about it. Yeah, yeah, radio. So. Uh, that's cool as, like um, uh. uh Obviously, had only had a glimpse of uh, some of your records and stuff like that. I've seen a lot of the fly fishing for marlin, 
once and like I don't I don't understand shit when it comes to fly fishing. <laughs> like, I don't understand why people do it. I used used to yell at them in the marina as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking get out of here, you dog! <laughs> but it, it seems something really big, and it it seems like a lot of internationals come here to to do that sort of shit. I know you've got got some records with it. I just don't understand them. <laughs> so it. Like, is that something you focus on or is it just something you get asked? I'll leave you that one. I've got to have a little break for a sec. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for sure. The, like, chasing um, marlin on fly, it's, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's a shit of a way to catch one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It is like to sit there with a one-to-one reel and, Chuck a half a chicken at a thing and hope the hell it eats it, um, and yeah, you know, it all comes down to the tees and the and um, and the guy, you know, the angler cast and 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 timing and everything. It, it's a great thing. I love doing it with the boys and and that driving or being an angler, um, it doesn't matter. But because um, everyone's got their job, you know, so that that is a massive thing with it, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, it's it's. I, I get guys coming, especially to fish Exmouth for black marlin on fly. So there's not too many places left or or that you can go and target black marlin with a fly rod and have a very good opportunity to catch numbers of fish and, and, and the right size fish for records too. Like the East Coast was great, but they, um, you know, it's a live bait fishery now. So it, it's the guys aren't getting the shots on the top here. Guys aren't sinker fishing with live baits or, or, or you know, live baiting the fish before they've even put the bait the bait together to even come up on a tide change or when they're going to bite. So having that here um, and being able to tease and switch black marlin um, of the right size gets plenty of guys looking that are looking for records or looking for numbers of black marlin to do whatever they're doing, chasing slams or... Um, that so it's it's it is a special spot with that. I do have one angler that comes and fishes looking for a, a grand slam with the fly rod. So and his his main goal is a super slam. He wants to catch a super slam with a fly rod. So Jeez. the the so, four in the day. Yeah. Because I, I realised that um, it's pretty good to catch one of those on any. <laughs> <coughs> I realise um, particularly <laughs> here for uh, fly fishing. A lot of guys want to fill their fantasy slam in a year yeah. or just yep. at all on fly. That, and yep. the black yeah. is usually the end of the road, I would say, or or a piece of the puzzle. A piece of the puzzle, you know. Like the um, I had Roy fish with us last year and he was just after numbers, you know. He goes, once I caught five, yeah, and then we'll fish for for a record. So he was fishing, yeah. I think, uh, eight pound, wasn't it? And um, But, yeah, he wanted five because then he needed to catch another five Swords, they're the two that are really hard to. So oh. he banks them up and then, you know, so he once wants he's five got his, fantasies he, he catches his five, five royals. So. Yeah. Royals, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Royals, sorry. Um, so once he's got that five, then he, catch, he catches a sword, boom, he's ticked another one off, catches another sword, ticks another yeah. one off, you know, so because you've got all the others. Yeah, you've already. Up, so, um, which is cool. So, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's it, it's funny. Like, uh, me and Leewald were talking just before the podcast about like fishermen just getting obsessed uh, with patterns 
Yep. You know, like in yeah. like what you you're saying, they want this, this, and this. And to a normal person, they're like, just catch a big marlin. <laughs> yeah. Like the further you go up, the more like Leewald wants to catch uh, doubles uh, of marlin, like in different. Yeah, we did uh, the maths after. Well, I was talking to Eddie today on the phone, and yep. the boys had a black and a blue on at the same time. And on the weekend in the tournament, me and Squirrelly, we caught a blue and a striped as a double. And that's my first double landed as Marlin. And then since that brief encounter and then that conversation, me and Squirrelly were talking earlier, I did the maths on it. And if you count the two together, so like selfish, selfish double or the same species, there's actually 20 different combinations of the four, (laughs) of the selfish, blue, black and striped we get here. And then that's an hour ago. And now I'm already thinking I need to get all 20 of those combinations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and how possible is that even to do? And But it's yeah. actually it, a thought in my mind. It gets quickly into some Rain Man shit. Got to get a black marlin. Got to get a blue marlin with it. Like, I don't know. For a normal person, they're just like, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? Just catch the biggest marlin you can catch. But, like, it, it um, like, do you come up with a new challenge yet every season or do you just kind of go with, with every every bit that comes along? Like Always usually fish with a bit of a plan. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, always looking for the biggest fucker ever. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's always stuck there. That's, well, I'm pretty sure we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. I, go, I wake up thinking about it and go to bed thinking about it. But yeah. I think there's oh, – I don't know if I can speak. I think I can speak for both of us. There's always common goals every season that we strive for, yeah. um, whether like we were talking about with hookup rates and percentages, um, conversion rates and and hooking big fish and catching big fish, but it's also about putting numbers on the board too. Like you want to catch the biggest one ever, but for us, like I think it's for us, like we're both we're both there. That's why we do – We burn, like I was saying before, burn the candle at both ends to catch the biggest thing ever, but we want to catch everyone or give us the, ourselves the best possible shot to catch everyone that comes in our spread. Yeah. You catch little ones, you're eventually going to catch a big one. You just It's it's just how it is. Like, it's they Big fish have their own rules, but persistence, patience and determination is to me is three big things of what I put into whether I'm – Skippering a boat for Ed or whether I'm on the deck working underneath him, that, that's for me. That's the three things. You, If you don't have determination and a goal set, you may as well. Yeah, that, that's what it is to me. I, yeah. I don't know if I can speak for everyone, but a goal is important. Yeah. Yeah, that just makes me realise I should give up. <laughs> I have no, a bad I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about it. My missus says I'm not normal, squirrely. I think she's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just scared of Leewald. He just rocks up, gets me on the boat, and starts yelling at me. Otherwise, I'd just stay in bed the whole fucking time. Um, I, I'm not going to hold you any longer. Is there any questions you wanted to ask, Leewald? No, I, th- I thought it was good. I actually learned a lot just in that short time myself. Uh, anything you guys want to say? You good? Yeah, no, nah, that was dead. shit up. <laughs> Cheers, lads. Well, thanks for chumming up. Um, anyone who's listened, make sure you go to the Peak Sport Fishing 
Facebook page, Instagram page, you will see some absolutely amazing shit. Um, once again, thanks for chumming up, guys, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Cheers. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, if you did like tonight's episode, make sure to like, subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We are fucking everywhere. Um, also, I am bringing a comedy show, if you live in Perth, to Fringe World. Go to fringeworld.com.au. Book four. Squelly, heaps Aussie. Get amongst it and get out there.